Can they say that? 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 They can, and they will. doing today welcome to the show welcome welcome i am polly hamp and i am gina burkmeyer and we are episode three three wow that that went fast it did it really did yes and we're really excited our launch went really great Mm -hmm. and we're having fun just getting to talk with you guys and we love your interaction and we love just the encouragement but also the questions it's been a lot of fun so it has been a lot of fun yeah so we're glad you're joining us today and today's topic is going to be um what do you dance for and i'll explain a little bit about why that title is that way because you know we can picture dance of being beautiful ballet or just fun or Jim Carrey or Jim Carrey Ace Ventura yeah (laughs) I can't do it yeah Yeah. gosh wow if you don't know what it is google it sorry people on the camera you had to see that that was awful that's pretty funny (laughs) you realize that you're you're welcome I'm here for you girl um and but but what um we're talking about uh today is is what do you dance for that's a performance that is not who you are created to be. Well, and it actually came from your book. It did. Cherished, yes, right? it came from and my so book. It's a quote from your book. Yes, and so I'll share a little bit about how this came to is uh, when I was running a ministry, one of the things that I hated was the ask. Mm. Like, That's A S K, y'all. Yeah, ask. not ask. Yes, not the A-S-K. donkey. K. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm afraid I'm like, I'm yeah, you're good. No, yeah. you're good. Okay. Just Please continue. Okay. Thanks. And so I hated the ask mm-hmm. and I would get up on stage and I'd be sharing my testimony, be talking and inviting people. But I had this, just this, I mean, literally a visceral emotion to ask people to, to be a part of the ministry, whether it would be financial mm. or volunteer or anything. Mm-hmm. And so one time I was praying and just uh, asking the Lord some questions, and he's like, Polly, do you know why you're afraid? Mm. And I'm like, mm, no. And he said, remember, you used to get up on stage. Uh, part of my story, if you haven't listened to all of our podcasts, is I am almost every statistic that put me into the sex industry. So at 18 years old, I started stripping in a club. And I would get up on stage and take my clothes off for an ask. And it would be for money. And so I was connecting those two things of of how God had, you know, redeemed me and pulled me out from the pit of hell. And pulled me through, not pulled me through, invited me through and walked me through this healing life. Sometimes maybe pull. Sometimes pull, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dragging, kicking, and screaming. <laughs> there might have been a little bit of that. Right. And but I had a choice. You did. I chose. And so, but but then I would stand up and and do the ask. Mm-hmm. And what would happen is I would connect those two experiences to the one that tried to take my life. Yep. And so I would stand up on stage, and, and I know the Lord. I've been redeemed. I've got healing that's been incredible. And I would stand up there frozen because I'm like, God, how do I do this? Because I felt like I was dancing 
for people. Mm, performing. I, performing. I was performing for people to, to give. Yeah. And when God started, and it was not a miraculous healed, here I am, uh, I'm, I've got this thing figured out. It's still difficult for me to ask. But it's just it's it's a different it's a uh, it's a process to to really understand what's so deep in me um, from that experience. And there's actually a quote from your book that I want to read um, that I think really brings that in so concisely and beautifully. It look it says it looked like me choosing to get up on that stage again, again and again. It looked like me choosing all the things I defined as freedom. Drinking, drugs, sex, money, that were actually keeping me tied in knots. And it looked like me trying to fix it myself, trying to do better, giving up what I thought was wrong behavior for the right thing, and being my own source of truth. It did not work at all. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of that old performance mentality mm-hmm. that was trying to whisper in your ear that you were basically doing the same thing all over again. Yes. Right? Yes. So what it was doing was silencing the true mm. identity that was in me, the true dance that I have, mm-hmm. like that is big and bold and fun and crazy and all the things and passionate and loving. Mm-hmm. It was it was suppressing me because it was attached mm-hmm. to all the sex, drugs, money, mm-hmm. control, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And so how, actually why, why do we do things like that? Yeah. You know, my story is, it can be extreme. A lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, have not been in the sex industry, but a lot of us have a past. I've talked to several women. They're like, I just never got paid for what I did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it is that thing. It's going, we we cannot compare stories, but we still can have the same path. And the questions we ask ourselves of what do I dance for? Mm -hmm. That is not my true identity. Right. What am I dancing for where I'm giving myself away mm-hmm. to others for the cheers, for the mm-hmm. money, for the praise mm-hmm. that actually, gosh, manipulates our souls? Mm. Yeah, and I would say often we're the, we're the unintended author of that manipulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked before the show started. We were actually talking about the two different kinds of dancing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there is that dancing that feels like that performance based because there is there is a if I this then someone will mm-hmm. right that's kind of the equation that we put together with that if I perform then I can be accepted I can be loved mm-hmm. I can be safe mm-hmm. I can whatever that might be whether it's from something deeply ingrained in your history or just a false belief about self in the presence Mm -hmm. that might not be wholly connected to something so deep in the, in the past Mm -hmm. often, most often it is. Uh, but that whole, that performance dance, right. Which has all of those things. If I, this, then someone else will Mm -hmm. fill in the blank. I'll be more valuable. I will be acceptable. All of those things versus that, you hear the music, 
and it's your favorite song, mm-hmm. and you cannot sit still no matter how hard you try. It's that your soul is just in control of your feet and your body, and you're just dancing, and you don't care who's watching, and you don't care how loud the music is, the louder the better. Yes. And it's just, it oozes out of who you are in that moment, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's a sense of freedom. It's a sense of being, just being. Yeah. And I think those are the two different kinds of dance. Yeah. I see it that way a little bit. Well, and so when we think about, you know, when we use the metaphor, what do you dance for? You know, we can talk about the the physical, the mm-hmm. the freedom, you know, but we're trying to connect it to what's inside of you mm-hmm. that's truly you. And then what mm-hmm. is the false version of yourself right. that kicks your ass, mm-hmm. that, that keeps you from being alive because you're performing for everybody else and is that do you dance for your family do you dance Mm. for your kids do you dance for um, ministry your job your church your spouse your friends or or more abstract do you dance for self-worth do you dance for approval do you dance for love do you dance for inclusion and do you dance out of fear? Mm-hmm. Do you dance out of, it's like, if I stop dancing, mm-hmm. I'm not going to know who I am when I stop. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it is taking this idea and, and asking yourself, who do I dance for? What do I dance mm-hmm. for? And so there'll be some questions at the end of our podcast, yes. because again, we'll keep reiterating this through most of our uh, podcasts is we don't want to just give you guys information. No. We don't want to just give... There's a lot of information out there, guys. Yeah. We don't want to just be a couple more voices speaking mm-hmm. into the abyss. <laughs> we want you to, to to find the passion in you. Mm. We want you mm-hmm. to ask the questions of yourself, and then mm-hmm. what are your actions? What's the next step for you? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just how you're seeing the world in yourself. And so we'll, we'll ask some questions at the end and things like that, too. And I think, you know, we're using this metaphor of dance, but we mean more than dance, yes. right? It's what is that thing? Is it writing? Is it painting? Is it helping people? Is it becoming a volunteer? Is it changing your career because you're doing what you think you should do rather than doing something that is really based out of who you are? Mm-hmm. Um, is it changing some of the boundaries in your life and learning how to say things a little bit differently yes. for your own sense of health and truly for the sense of the health of those around you? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a, it's a whole lot of different things. When we say dance, I think you guys get it, that we don't mean yeah. just just dancing. There's a lot more to that. And one of my – so Marsha Linehan – I love her. Um, she is actually the mother of DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. And she says, uh, dance ugly. Learn to dance <laughs> ugly. Because when you learn something new, it can be ugly, right? Yeah. I don't know if any of you have taken a dance class or, or even at the gym or an actual dance studio. It's one of my favorite kinds of exercise. Shockingly, not everyone agrees with me on that one. It's not, <laughs> not everyone's bag. and It's not everybody's jam, and I get that, but... Um, it kind of looks a little awkward and ugly in the beginning, and that's okay. It's yes. okay. It's like the foal getting its legs, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. I love um, when you were talking a little bit earlier about connection, just a few sentences back. Uh, I, picture, <laughs> I was picturing shackles on our feet, mm. and what what holds us to not be able to move freely, mm-hmm. to not be able to 
dance freely. Mm -hmm. And the shackles, again, being fear or that communication is so huge. Mm. It's so, if we don't, if we've not ever experienced healthy communication, it's very difficult to be able to do something we don't know. That's right. And so, you know, whether you communicate with your spouse, however you communicate with your kids, however you communicate with your family or friends, it's, is it creating more shackles that keeps you back from being able to dance or does it, does it, is it starting to free you to be able to um, connect with people in another way. Yes. And I'm trying to get this idea. It's, it's like stirring in my head, and I'm trying to get the words for it. But um, so say I have performed in my family mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. and everybody expects me to perform yes. for them. Mm-hmm. And I've done it really well. I've kept the peace. I've mm-hmm. saved all the people that I'm supposed to save because that's, you know, what my family expects within mm-hmm. the codependency aspect. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going, you know what? No longer do I want to wear the shackles that are keeping me back. Mm-hmm. And how do I start communicating in a way that, that frees me but also frees the people around me mm-hmm. to dance? And so um, do you have any thoughts on that? What I'm A little bit. So uh, I think... Part of it is what you're essentially saying is when we're all a part of a system in one way or another. Yes. And when you begin to change, by definition, it changes the whole system, okay? Because one part of the system that changes is going to change the whole system. That's why in in science, when they go out and they observe, they are so careful not to disturb a leaf because they believe even the tiniest influence is going to disrupt the system, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the same thing is true in families and relationships. And when you begin to change, you will encounter resistance, particularly if you are the person who has been doing all the things for the people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so when you encounter that resistance, just like in anything else in life, that our brain sends a, a a signal, sorry, that says, oh, resistance, stop, 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 go do the thing where there is no resistance. We actually want to learn how to get to really embrace the suckiness Mm -hmm. of that feeling and really figure out, okay, this is really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I'm doing, it's a signal that I'm doing something right Mm -hmm. rather than I'm doing something wrong in spite of what the system is telling you. Yeah, that's good. And we can talk... I think it might be a good idea to sort of, uh, in our action steps towards the end, maybe we'll give some um, points of what's, how do you take your temperature internally to know if maybe you are a person who is stuck mm-hmm. in that performance, in the dancing, the performance dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to talk to the guys a little bit. I know most of our audience, I believe, is women at this point, but, you know, let's let's talk to the guys because the guys are... A lot of them are raised very much, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. You, um, you have this, this line you walk, you don't dance, you perform, or you don't freely dance, you dance to perform. perform. Mm-hmm. It's a performance-based life. You don't cry, you don't have emotions, things like that. And not all guys are raised that way. No. But it is a, a very, very common, very common mm-hmm. thing. So how does a guy come in and say, I have the shackles on my feet and I no longer want to perform. Mm. And, and 
I'm just, I'm curious. I'd love to hear from our male listeners. Me too. About that. Yeah. Because it's going to be hard for, as a perspective from a female, for me in particular, to um, to be able to put words in, in a guy's mouth of mm-hmm. what's that like to break outside of that mold. So I'd love to hear from the guys that, that have broken out of the mold and said, mm-hmm. I don't perform for anybody anymore. You know, I love well. Yes. But I am me in in most circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, do you have any thoughts on that one? Well, I think clients, I, I'm thinking of some clients that I've worked with historically, uh, male clients who have had some of that going on. And, and this is not just true for male clients. This is true for female clients as well. Oftentimes we have to start, rather than starting with let's learn a new thing, Sometimes we have to unlearn something first. Mm. So challenging definitions of what is a strong man? What is the definition of successful? What is the definition of health? What is the definition of emotionality? Mm. What, when I say emotions, what do you think of asking questions like what, what emotions were permitted in your house when you were growing up? Yeah. What was acceptable? What was encouraged? What was discouraged? Those kinds of things. Sometimes we need those aha moments, those light bulb moments, mm-hmm. and really a, a, a sort of dismantling before we can, because if we, sometimes if we just, it's really good to begin new habits because then we're already engaging the brain to do new things mm-hmm. and go in a new direction, which is wonderful. But those old habits are very deeply ingrained. Yes. So it can be a source of frustration. I'm trying this new thing. I'm trying, trying, trying. Mm-hmm. Why does this old message keep coming back? Yeah. I don't get it. Sometimes it's really helpful to go dismantle that because I think you can get more forward momentum that way. That's good. So, can I put you on the spot? Oh, geez. (laughs) She does it all the time, you guys, whether it's on video or, yeah, go ahead. I feel more, like, a little hesitant because we are on video and we're recording. But when we were talking about this topic a couple of days ago Mm -hmm. and we were talking about the video and all of that. Do you remember, do you know what I'm no. going to? <laughs> kind of like, oh. you were like, oh my gosh, I yes. think I know why mm-hmm. I don't want to do this thing. Yeah. So, um, darling Polly. I love you. One, <laughs> I love you too. So she decided that it would be really great to do the vlog. And I know you and podcast land can't see this, but we actually have a video camera sitting in front of us that, yes. um, is incredibly awkward for me. <laughs> and I was super resistant. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised by my own level of resistance. And I was like, this is not necessary. Yeah. I was, po- I was surprised by your <laughs> resistance too. Cause I'm like, Wait a second. We're the same person. I don't know why we're not. We're not, you guys. We're not enmeshed. I promise. No, not in an unhealthy way. No. Uh, (laughs) But it was funny because she was very, she's like, no, we need to do this. This is a thing. This is a good idea. And there was nothing in me that wanted to do that. But I said, I acquiesced to her request very reluctantly. And I was having this internal dialogue, quite frankly, through the first entire first podcast (laughs) thinking to myself, why, what is my deal? Why can't I just pick, who cares? It's a video camera. I'm not typically the one that cares a whole lot about what people think. (laughs) And so, uh, but it came down to in my, in my past, a really big part of my past, I modeled, um, sometimes very little clothing Mm -hmm. and it was all about putting myself in front of other people to perform. 
It was the look at me, watch, watch how I do things, look at, just look at me physically because people could look at me all day long in that arena and never, ever, ever really see me. And so I think that there was an old thread that connected this to that. And I'm not uncomfortable in front of the camera, but I was feeling incredibly awkward about it. And so I had to do a little business internally. I had to do some gardening, dig out that root, recognize what it was, and then say, okay, it is what it is. Now I know where it came from. Mm-hmm. What is there any truth I need to look at in that? Am I still trying to perform? Mm-hmm. And I need to deal with that. And then if I'm not, I need to tell that voice to shut up <laughs> and to sit down. And because now there's something God can do with my presence on camera that he couldn't have done in my presence on camera before. Yeah. Thank you for You're sharing. You're welcome. Don't do that again. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. In the next three minutes? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Deal. I yeah. will agree with that. <laughs> but that's all I'm giving you. I know. Fair. Minutes. That's yeah. fair. Okay. That's very fair. Yeah. That's very fair. So I love that. One of the things you said is the thread. And, and I wrote mm-hmm. down the question for our actions uh, toward mm-hmm. the end here. It's just, what is the thread that connects? And I think if... If we keep living life performing, if we keep living this life of just going, I'm a, I, I, there's just something in me that I'm silencing. Mm. Um, if we keep moving in that, you're never going to have your true identity. Mm. You're never yes. going to discover it. Yep, yep. Yet we get to now discover it. Right. And you, you get to choose, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's that wrestle. It's like what I love about our friendship is that it's like, you know, we can say what we're thinking yes. out loud <laughs> with words, and then we challenge each other in it. And so I think it's particularly important to have people in your life that will help you th- help see the thread. Yes. And, and, you know, and kind of help you. And I'm not saying like the whole measurement thing that we were joking about, right. you know, because we can go from one dance performance to another one That's right. thinking it's different just because it looks different, mm-hmm. but it has the same yep. root and expectation. Yep. And so I love, I love that. It's like, what is the thread that pulls this together? It was mm-hmm. like the thread that had me, you know, on the, on the stage, you know, taking my clothes off for men, um, and women, but, and then the thread that had me standing up in front of people, um, focusing Mm -hmm. on ministry Mm -hmm. and the freedom of the very women that were on the stage. And so what is that thread? And so, so speaking of that, since you've already started on questions and, Mm -hmm. and, things for people to move forward on. Let's use these last few minutes and, and do that because I think we have a few, right? Yeah, we do. Um, so you want to start with what you just, a little bit more about Define Your Thread? Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, this week, next week, all the weeks. <laughs> all <laughs> yes, because it's going to be interesting when you start looking for your threads, they just start popping up. Mm-hmm. And it's that being vulnerable, and, and I love what you said, let that sandpaper, whatever, like, what do you, how do you say it? It's like if something's so sandpaper effect. Yeah, it's like, you're in this really weird. You know, it's like, <laughs> look at it. Be willing to look at it. So yeah. be vulnerable. So one of the questions is, what's the thread mm-hmm. that is is keeping you from really 
dancing Mm -hmm. in your full potential Mm -hmm. and fun and silly and and big. So what is the thread? Yeah. Or threads. Right. (laughs) You know. I think another thing is identify your stress because a lot of times that can be a really good indicator of where we are trying to live out of a performance-based mentality. It's mm, good. So what is stressing you out? Where are the relationships where you feel pressure, where you feel tension, where you feel like I'm doing this thing, but there's this little thing inside that is just exhausted by it? Mm-hmm. Or where do you feel resentment in certain relationships? Because what you're doing is you're performing, you're giving the other person what you think they want, Mm -hmm. but you're resentful because it's not really what you want to do. Yeah. So I think that's another place uh, to really be examining your life this week and and further on. And then challenge your definitions. Mm -hmm. Challenge your definitions like we said earlier. What is your definition of acceptance? What is your definition of love? What is your definition of success and health? And if you need help with this, Especially if you have a history, a story that has trauma in it, or even if you're not sure that that's what you have endured, but you Mm -hmm. think maybe because you're just struggling with this, get some help, get some help. And if you need help getting help, message us and we would love to try to help you do that as well. Yes, very much so. Okay, so we have the question, and then the other question I want to ask is, what steals your dance? Mm. I think it's very much connected to the thread, but Mm -hmm. what is stealing? So if we've got two different kinds of dances, we have the one where we we perform, where Mm -hmm. we, uh, you know, feel like things are, uh, we're dancing because we need acceptance. We're dancing because we're, you know, struggling with codependency recovering from codependency mm-hmm. um, or we're fearful if we dance any other way people right. are not gonna accept us again that acceptance right so and then the second dance is that that thing that Gina talked about earlier about what bubbles up inside of you that you cannot like I just can't wait to squeal and dance and have fun and be big and loud Mm-hmm. Um, and that big and loud isn't always necessarily literally that it's just that thing and that expression that comes out of you that makes you fully, truly alive. And so, um, what is, what are two, what are your two dances? What are the yeah. different dances and, uh, really discovering that. So, and I have one more fun thing that I would like you to do. Okay. Um, I would like everybody this week to identify, a couple things that, uh, a couple songs that are the ones that play in your head that are just fun, that make you smile, that you find yourself humming, all that good stuff. And, um, and just really turn them on, turn them up and dance like nobody's watching. Just even if you do it for 30 seconds, just try, just try. And you guys, if you don't dance, there is movement. It just, there's something that frees, like literally frees you because it's a right brain thing. It is, it just like, Left you're brain. dancing. Oh, sorry. Dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Dancing. Yeah. I need to talk. Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. Go on. Okay. Please continue. It's a right brain thing and it like endorphins and energy and excitement and dance with your friends, dance with your kids, dance with, you know, your coworkers in the kitchen. They might think you're crazy, but have them laugh. <laughs> And so have fun this week. Be joyful. Yes, yes. Invite people to dance. Yes. And, um, oh, yeah. And yeah. if you have, like, kids or pets, 
There is, I'm telling you, just do it. It's so fun. Yeah. To turn the music on, turn the music up, dance with your kids, dance, dance with your pets. Your yes. pets, even your pets will start oh. marching and having fun. And it's, yes. it's just, it's a, it's a place of joy and just a little bit of relief. And yeah. we would love to see you find that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to post all of those on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll post these under our YouTube video as well that Gina loves so much. It's my favorite Yes. <laughs> yes. So you follow us on. I'm sorry. I got to do it. I have to do it. I have to do it. She's been waiting. You can follow us on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. Or if you'd like to combine them all for efficiency, you can follow us on YouTwitface. Okay. That doesn't exist. Go look for it. Don't go look for it. We should start it. (laughs) Or somebody else. Start it and let us know. Yeah. Let us know and we'll follow you. She's been waiting. (laughs) She's like, can I say it? Can I say it? It might happen more than once. Yeah. Well, it is. Can they say that? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She did, and she will. She will, and she did. And I did. Okay, so next week, uh, we are going to tackle a really big issue. Much more serious. The title is uh, Stained Glass. Right. And it's how abuse has stained our church Mm -hmm. and what we can do about it. Because we're always about the what can we do about it. Yeah. Yeah. So very much the then what. And we'll yeah. be talking about the sexual abuse um, that's in the church and yeah. that's being hidden. Yes. And again, we really, you know, we want to talk about what do we do in our souls and how can we really right. help and understand what's going on. But yep. then also, how do we know what our churches are doing? Yeah. So and we'll talk a little bit more yeah. in depth about that. I think we're out of time for today. Yeah, we are. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.